listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, 7.30. KSL's top story this hour. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage on Utah's Morning News. Less than 48 hours to go now in the 2023 legislative session and lawmakers working quickly to get through as many bills as they can. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2023. Adam? Amanda, lawmakers are in crunch time working on bills ranging from water to education to housing. Housing uh, House Majority Leader Representative Mike Schultz tells KSL at night one of the biggest things they've been working on this year is tax cuts. We did a total combined of $800 million in tax reduction. I got a bill circled on the, on the calendar right now that they just circled to drop the gas tax by two cents. Among all the bills still in the works in these final two days we're keeping an eye on is a bill that could help first-time home buyers, one for a potential full-day kindergarten, and a bill that could limit abortion clinics in the state. So be sure to stay with us for the latest updates. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. State lawmakers say Mother Nature has saved them having to use their emergency plan to get more water into the Great Salt Lake. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz continues our team coverage. Eye on the Hill 2023. Senator Scott Sandel says they had a plan ready to use emergency water use to increase the levels especially in the south arm of the lake. But thanks to Mother Nature, he believes that lever can be saved for a year when they might need it more. And that's why he says you may see more water bills this year dealing with long-term solutions. Groups like Save Our Great Salt Lake and the Utah Rivers Council, though, have been critical of the legislature for bills dying that would have increased flow. Bills that have passed this year include more money for farmers to optimize their watering, creating a Great Salt Lake commissioner, and several measures to help homeowners with conservation. KSL's top national stories this hour. President Biden is praising drug maker Eli Lilly's announcement that they would lower monthly costs for insulin to $35. Out of the nearly 8.5 million Americans who use insulin, nearly 3 million rely on Eli Lilly products. And as prices for the life-saving medication have skyrocketed, many diabetics have been forced to make dangerous decisions to save money. A recent poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation found that a slight majority of Americans want Congress to put capping insulin costs on its list of top priorities. ABC's Faith Abube reporting. Closing arguments continue today in the double murder trial for disgraced South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch. ABC's Andrew Dimbert has more. Jury listening yesterday after visiting the crime scene, walking the grounds near the dog kennels where Maggie and Paul Murdoch were shot. Bullet holes left behind, the property seemingly frozen in time. The state then describing in chilling detail how they say Murdoch first shot his son, then his wife. During his testimony, Murdoch admitted that he lied to investigators about his whereabouts when the murders happened. A California couple is suing their fertility clinic after they claim doctors transplanted an embryo that tested positive for a deadly cancer gene, a gene they were trying to avoid. ABC's Andrea Fujii has more on the clinic's response. HRC says the couple used a different facility for parts of the IVF process, telling ABC News the patients associated with the case sought genetic testing and genetic counseling outside of HRC fertility. They wished to have a male embryo transferred, which we carried out according to the family family's explicit wishes and in accordance with the highest level of care. The couple is claiming the doctor's mistake will cause their son a lifetime of pain and complications. KSL Weather Now with Matt Johnson. We're starting out pretty cool this morning with lows in the mid-20s, but later on we'll be climbing into the mid-30s. So how does that compare with what normally happens? We're into the month of March, so what do we expect? 
We typically do two days in the 30s, eight days in the 40s, and 11 days with highs in the 50s, eight days in the 60s. Hey, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Two days in the 70s, and we average 1.75 of precipitation and how about 5.9 inches of snow typically during the month of March. 70s feel feel so far from reality (laughs) here. Matt says uh, we're still expecting a weak storm tomorrow with about a 40% chance of snow showers. First look traffic now, and here's Andy Farnsworth. I-15 traffic continues to roll better than usual, especially better than what we've seen this week. But heavy traffic is starting to settle in at some exits in Draper and around the South Interchange. Davis County starting to see Kaysville traffic fill in once again. Uh, but it's been pretty quiet for most everybody. Freeways and city streets, it's certainly a better drive, especially in Lehigh and Bluffdale, than it was yesterday. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. The U.S. intelligence community still thinks it is very unlikely that cases of the so-called Havana Syndrome, reported by U.S. diplomats and other government workers, were caused by a foreign adversary. ABC's supervising producer for Global Affairs, Cindy Smith, has more on these latest findings in a new report. There's no credible evidence that a foreign adversary has a weapon or a device um, that is causing these illnesses. Um, And they said there's there's no one explanation that can that can be attributed. Um, and they say most cases are probably pre-existing conditions, conventional illnesses, and even environmental factors. Officials say some American diplomats have been experiencing Havana syndrome since 2016. Police say a top NFL prospect and former University of Georgia football player is facing serious charges. Jalen Carter is accused of street racing and causing a crash that killed a Georgia football staff member. Police have charged him with street racing and reckless driving, both misdemeanors. He was in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine where he canceled his press appearances. Instead, he put out a statement saying he will return to Georgia to answer the arrest warrants, saying there is no question in my mind that when the facts are known, I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. ABC Steve Osinsami reporting. In honor of National Invasive Species Awareness Week, the Department of Natural Resources is suggesting a serving of bullfrog for dinner. According to a 2019 blog, most of the ponds and marshes along the Wasatch Front contain bullfrogs. Best time for hunting is evening, where a quick trip and some listening. <coughs> be a big clue as to whether bullfrogs are present. A popular method for catching bullfrogs is with a fishing pole and a hook tied about six to eight inches from the floating bobber. Bait can be anything from a marshmallow to pieces of night crawlers. They'll eat anything. There is a limit and no season on bullfrogs. A license is not required and people say they taste like chicken but chewier. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. <laughs> uh, the look on your face all morning long has been classic. Uh, think about the fun the kids would have though going out on sure. a Sure, for sure. Bullfrog hunt every night. Yeah, I get mm. that. No thanks. Tastes like chicken. You take them.